In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 126th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. This week's episode is be titled, The Falcons' Master Plan on Offense. We've been able to talk to uh, some of the players here. Uh, We're going to give you Matt Ryan, Devontae Freeman, and Dirk Cutter. And then we'll try to piece together everything we know about the master plan to get this offense back together. Of course, we know everything's starting up front with the offensive line and getting those guys back on point. Uh, they spent a lot of money. We'll look at the expenditures there, and we'll look at the rookie expenditures. But, hey, let's get right to Matt Ryan, Falcons quarterback. How's OTA's been going for you so far? It's been a good week. The heat showed up just in time for it. Um, so, you know, it's been it's been productive for us this week, though. I think we've gotten really good work. Uh, you know, this time of the year is about developing individually um, so that we're all better collectively. And I think uh, guys have really taken that to heart. I feel like the effort, the attitude from the new guys has been really good. So that's always encouraging to see when you have different veterans coming in, rookies coming in. Uh, you're always curious to see how they're going to fit in. And I think our guys uh, have done a nice job of that so far. And you're reuniting with Coach Cutter. He said, you know, one of the big things from, from you know, the old days and, and now is that, hey, Matt knows what he likes, but also what he doesn't like. Yeah, I think that's that's part of um, that's part of growing uh, in this league, and that's part of experience. I think you know the knowledge of, of knowing what you like in certain situations, how you like things done, is important. But I also think it's equally important to to know uh, some of the things that don't work well. And so um, that's been a you know a process throughout my career. I feel like I'm in a really good place right now. I'm excited to work with Dirk again. I learned so much from him the first time around, and he's kind of picked up a few different things along the way too. I've come up with some really good stuff so uh it's been it's been a lot of fun the last couple of months of, of uh, getting back to work with her how uplifting is how uplifting is it to have Devontae freeman back with the team and working with the running back oh, it's awesome you know free is he's such a dynamic player uh, and he works so hard it's tough when guys are injured um it's a frustrating time uh, for, for them personally, and he handled it really well. I mean, he he, he was in the building quite a bit, and, you know, just doing everything he possibly could to get himself healthy and ready to go. He looks great. He's moving around really well. Uh, you can tell the energy and the excitement is there. I mean, he's he's always been that way. He's always loved playing, but um, you know, you, you can feel that when he gets out on the field. It's contagious. Guys around him feel that too. So it's been great to have him back out on the field. That was Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan discussing getting Freeman back, his relationship with uh, offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter and their reunion. And uh, we'll just move right on here to Devontae Freeman. Middle of the field. Devontae, we've asked Matt about the new offense. 
it's putting pressure on everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, but everybody's doing pretty good and we're just trying to get better. We're taking it one day at a time. Uh, it's just working hard. That's all we can do. We take it one day at a time. How much did you learn from Steven Jackson when he was leading the, you guys as rookies and now, you know, you're the leader here a few years down the road? Um, I learned a lot from Steven Jackson, just uh, listening to him, seeing how he prepared. Uh, he was a true pro. Every day he came to work. And, uh, you know, as a young guy, you always want somebody to look up to and, uh, you know, have someone to talk to and ask questions. And he was one of the guys that gave some very good advice and he took it and ran with it. So uh, I enjoyed my time here with him. And then with Dirk Cutter uh, reuniting with him, he was the OC your rookie year also. I'm uh, reuniting with Dirk Cutter too. Having oh, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, Coach Cutter. Re- yeah, some of the stuff uh, we always talk about. Uh, you know, my first touchdown, mm-hmm. uh, and Coach Dirk, and uh, we always just talk about it. And I remember it. It was my first touchdown in London. I had a screen pass, and uh, just good to have him back. Understand us, he understand what we're trying to do, and uh, just put all the pieces of the puzzle and just get busy. Devontae, you're already a guy who plays with a lot of energy, but having missed so much time over the past few years, do you kind of feel like you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder entering this year? Nah, this is what I do. You know what I'm saying? Just play football. Uh, no extra pressure. Uh, I love football. So it's something I love to do. I just want to be out there playing and have fun and, and get better every single day because I believe it's something to work on every single day. Uh, never settle, uh, never get caught in all the places, just work hard every single day and have fun. That was running back Devontae Freeman. Uh, he's making his comeback. He does look faster. He's recovered. He had the, a lot going on last year. Uh, ended with the sports hernia surgery. Uh, didn't study him fully at practice last week. We'll give him some more time this week. Uh, I like to let the injured guys get back and get in their flow first before we do an early evaluation of him. And, uh, uh, by all accounts, he's uh, looking pretty good out there. Just some, some more here from offensive coordinator Dirk. Cutter. I think no matter what your identity or your perceived identity is, it comes your your identity when you really get on the field has to start with the O line. Because I mean, there's there's no there's no crime in saying you're a passing team, but even if you're a, if you're a pass first team, then you still got to protect your quarterback. It starts with the O line. If you're a run first team, you, your O line's got to move the line of scrimmage. You know they got to they got to set the tempo. So no matter what you say you are, or no matter how you're perceived, uh, you know the O line is going to play a big role. In that. Is that an emphasis you see talked about every day? Toughness first O line. Uh, I see it talked about a lot, and that, that should be talked about a lot. I mean, it's it's important, and that doesn't. That was Dirk Cutter talking about the. Uh, toughness of the line and uh you know how that should be talked about as you move forward here uh matt ryan Devontae freeman and Dirk cutter here hey let's take a look at you know uh the files waiting on the last contract to get in that was landstrom uh to be posted uh to get the final tally on what was spent in the offseason on the offensive line 
$80.3 million, 51.7 of that guaranteed. James Carpenter got $21 million with $9.2 guaranteed. Jamin Brown got 18.7 with 12.7 guaranteed. Uh, Lindstrom got 14.7, all of that guaranteed for the first round pick. Uh, in the 14th, the 14th overall pick, and then the 31st overall pick got uh, 9.1 uh, billion a million of his 10.2 guaranteed. Tyson Brillo had six million of his 14.2 million guaranteed and he has an escalator clause too that could take his deal up to 18 million which would add another 3.8 and push the the 80.3 million up even higher uh the two uh other free agent signings john wetzel and adam Geddes, didn't receive any guaranteed money and have uh you know minimum contracts at 720 for wetzel and eight thousand and five dollars eight hundred and five thousand dollars for Geddes. so just a review Carpenter, 21 million, 9.2 guaranteed. Jamin Brown, 18.7, 12.7 guaranteed. Chris Lindstrom, 14.7, the whole 14.7 is guaranteed. Uh, Caleb McGarry, 10.2 million, 9.1 guaranteed. Tyson Brello, 14.2 with 6 million guaranteed. And Wetzel and Geddes with no guarantees. Of the new offensive linemen that were signed this offseason by the Falcons. Now, just for you know thoroughness, let's look at the rest of the group. You still have as your returners Matt Gano, Sean Harlow, Alex Mack, Jake Matthews, and Wes Schweitzer. Wes Schweitzer's uh, ended up being a starter most of the past two seasons. Uh, could have him for depth. He's uh, took snaps at the second string center last week. So, uh, you know, maybe he can't start, but maybe he can be a reserve for you. He's got some experience. Uh, and the undrafted guys, Leonard Bernard, Leonard, Leonard Bonner, excuse me, Leonard Bonner, Devin Johnson, a tackle, Chandler Miller, a guard, center, mostly uh, started at center, mostly at Tulsa, and then Jalen Robinson. So those are your linemen, uh, $80 million in that revamp, and, uh, you know, it's going to, we'll see how that works out. I would, you know, they can go in a couple different directions. Uh, They haven't been quick to develop linemen. Uh, They can't. If the rookies aren't ready, they got veterans that can go out there and play while they're still developing them. And they got, either way, they got some depth. If you go with the rookies or you go with the old guys, you got some quality depth. But, uh, you, you know, it's like most rookies, you don't want to rush them out there before they are ready. That could lead to uh, disastrous effects, but you got to play them at some point. And we'll see uh, at what point the Falcons go all in with the rookies and see if they're going to be starting on opening day. Now, if they're starting, that means Jim and Brown with $12.7 million on the bench or Ty Sambrella with the $6 million on the bench. Uh, 14.7 for Lindstrom is the high of the guarantee, so you know you expect to see him on the field. It's just a matter of when. 
So there we have it here. Uh, we know the offensive uh, master plan is starts up front, but we heard from some of the stars of the operation, quarterback Matt Ryan, running back Devontae Freeman, and you had uh, Dirk Cutter, the offensive coordinator, stop by for us here in the 126th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. With that... We're going to get on out of here and get ready for OTA practice this Thursday. Thanks for stopping by the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.